Wait, Parker, musicals? Somebody, somebody who the who only musical I approve of is Sweeney Todd because it's the leaders. worker uh, executing the bourgeoisie. Yeah, I'd like to point out that Adam is also a 13-year-old girl who shops at Hot Topic like me when it comes to musicals. <laughs> okay, but, like, not only is that 100% true, but, like, I'm also a guy who, like, reads horn. Like, like, do we not... I don't know if we've had this discussion on the Adam, show, but... you buy middle-aged lady demon erotica. Yeah, I was going to say... Get it from the library. I, I, got, I, got, I got demon erotica from the you library, and you... You got relationship troubles you over your demon erotica. Oh, no, 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 no. There was the lady in... Um, we used to go to the normal... Don't talk about Alex Jones like that, right? Don't you dare talk about my sweet love, Alex. Alex and I's relationship is private. We keep it off the air. Many months has come and gone since Red I Star wandered Oklahoma, from my Oklahoma's most Republican Oklahoma podcast. Hills where I was born. Yet I keep doing crime. Many a page of life has turned. Many a lesson I have learned. Well, I feel like in those drunk. hills I still belong. We be doing crime. Way down yonder in the Indian nation, ride my pony on the reservation. In the this is Red Star over Oklahoma, Oklahoma's Republicanist podcast. Now way down yonder in the Indian nation, the cowboy's life is my occupation. In those Oklahoma hills where I was born. I'm Adam Burnett, and this week we have Parker Nelson, Stephen Lastman, and Carl Roberts on the show, and this is Red Star Over Oklahoma. We are a politics and news podcast broadcasting about left Oklahoma. This week in national news, we'll be talking about Brexit and the devastating confidence of the No Confidence Party. Then we'll move on to a discussion of the future of the ACA before, of course, turning to Oklahoma news, where we were discussing the vandalism at the Democratic headquarters in Oklahoma and the Chickasaw Nation building. And then we will finish with the settlement reached between Oklahoma and Purdue. Do pharmaceutical, uh, then moving on to the conservative reading list for the week. So let's jump into national news. And I think that first story is yours, Mr. Lastman. Well, this week we've got a little bit of international news from our friends across the pond. Um, seems that the Brexit deal has gone tits up for the fourth time, is it? <laughs> It's at least um, I think I've kind third, of lost track. It's at least the third since up, the like teenth. Yeah, I believe is the legal term. <laughs> it's at least um, the third in, in in recent time. But yeah, in the face of an April twelfth deadline, the uh, government, the members of parliament, once again voted down the proposal for a Brexit deal. The government lost uh, three hundred and forty-four votes to two hundred and eighty-six. Uh, this is the thinnest margin they've had so far, uh, in contrast to the first vote, which was the largest parliament defeat in UK history. So they're getting closer <laughs> to passing it, I guess. Yeah, I don't know how much of the UK you can fit inside of Theresa May's asshole, but that much. <laughs> Wait. Well, this was this one was uh, it came with a rare cat. Is that hold on? That I'm, she- I'm so sorry. Is that a volume or a mass? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Parker, stop doing heroin. God what? damn it. <laughs> well, we did. Uh, sh- so she did this time promise to resign if they passed the deal. And even still, in looking at the very tempting offer, people still voted it down, um, showing that they hate that Brexit deal even more that they hate than they hate her. <laughs> Absolutely shocking. <laughs> Theresa May, the embodiment of stale mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> 
but some some of the key issues here are um, that people are debating over, and that the Brits are internally debating over, are how much money the UK will have to pay to the EU in order to break the partnership, which amounts to about thirty nine billion right now. Uh, what will happen to UK citizens living elsewhere in the EU, and what will happen to EU citizens in the UK? And of course, the uh, big scary one: how to avoid a physical border returning between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, violating the Good Friday Agreement. Oh, the troubles! I'm ready for the troubles. <laughs> I've been I've been listening to uh, some IRA folk music for the last week, so if they come back, I'm uh, I'm gonna be the piss pig granddad of the IRA. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just been skipping sea shanties and playing a lot of Sea of Thieves. So granted, uh, 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 Carl and I uh, were discussing earlier that uh, at IRA hangouts and like whatever they're the like you know shacks and shanties they have in like the bog. Um, it must be incredibly difficult to differentiate between what are bottles of gasoline and what are bottles of Guinness, uh, because there's essentially no difference between the two substances, uh, except in alcohol content. Well, that's why you get the Irish whiskey. It can double as both a Molotov or a bracing drink in the morning. Do they call it a Molotov? I feel really uncomfortable if they call it a Molotov. Everybody calls it a Molotov. They don't have their own Irish name for it. Yeah, I feel like they must call it like a shimmy sham or like a a, a grease liquor or like, you know, a a car lighter or something. I don't know. (laughs) Um, They call it a black and tan remover. Um, (laughs) Uh, But Um, yeah, hopefully before before the troubles start back up, they can reach an agreement by April 12th. Uh, though they're talking about postponing the deadline, which is looking very likely, but postponing it means that the UK will have to elect its members for the next session of European Parliament, um, meaning that they'll have to have a long, drawn-out, contentious election over what could amount to maybe a month of participation in the EU Parliament. And and that also fucks up the European Parliament for everybody else because seats are proportionate to how many countries are in it. So like, yeah, <laughs> it's just super fucked. Um, but uh, yeah, you I mean, just I be like, that... can you all make a decision? Are you going to stay in? Are you going to get the fuck out? Like, oh, well, it, the, well the, it's, the, it's getting ever closer to the possibility of a no deal Brexit in which they are honest. completely cut out and the uh, UK just becomes any other country with no relationship to the EU, like essentially fucking them. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping for no deal. You know what I mean? Like, like, come on, come on, like, <laughs> like, just, just like, like, how Mandel, just like, just screaming, like, I mean, I do like the idea of a Ireland immediately being reunited, b Scotland leaving because they want to be part of the EU. And then like in some desperately the Welsh join Ireland or someone else. Yeah, I was going to nothing uh, left of its colonial dominion. That was that was exactly I was I was going to say I can't wait to be uh, part of the Danish series of canoes that (laughs) takes Northumbria um, from the English. It's just like England is literally set back 600 years into the past and they're like shit I thought we were past English, this English are forced back into Doggerland in the North Sea <laughs> if they just want something to pass they just have to bring on Howie Mandel and he can pose the question of deal or no deal and they then have to spin in there of whether or not they press the button and if you press the button you clearly leave you leave the EU and if you don't well you 
So one of the biggest. So uh, here's here's my question on that. Is actually that the EU has said that for the UK to leave, they have to burn tea. They have to burn all their tea <laughs> one day. Well, so if uh, if we go with the Howie Mandel thesis, right? So right. so so let me so so. We've got one, we've got a deal because, because here's the thing, there's, there's hot girls with suitcases, right? So these two girls have got these suitcases. There's a deal suitcase and a no deal suitcase. What are in each suitcase? I feel like the no deal is just like a a hand grenade wired to pop the second the, the, the thing is uh, open. And I feel like the, the, the deal is just like opens and it's empty. And then they open the second box anyway. See, I so then, like this, this. The second suitcase, the No Deal, definitely has one of the head traps from the Saw movie, and it was wired directly to Theresa May. And if you open the first, well, if you press the button, it blows it up. Um, well, seeing as uh, seeing as how Merkel hand, handled Greece, that's what she's going to do to every MP if they don't make a decision by the twelfth. <laughs> Hold their country oh. hostage. Yeah, she's gonna be like, no, you have to sell. You we have legal prostitution in Germany, and you have to sell your your publicly available goods to uh, Bayer and Monsanto and other such corporations. That's actually um, what it is. That's how she talks too. Um, uh, but yeah, this uh, I guess internally, I mean, the Brits are just a complete shit show. Um, no one wants to take over the role of MP if May were to step down. No one, everyone wants to get as far away from this as they can uh, because anyone who's actually in the leadership when Brexit happens, no matter what, is just going to get so much bad political capital. Yeah, I mean, you just become David Cameron again, right? It's like, well... <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> well, I like how I like how she, uh, she's like. I promised to resign, but really, she's just trying to jump ship before the actual date, so she doesn't have her legacy tarnished. <laughs> Except I, the thing is, she can't actually resign because if she actually resigned, <laughs> they'd have to have an election, and then Jeremy Corbyn would ride in and be like, "No deal, Brexit." All the trains belong to the government. <laughs> you motherfuckers. We're gonna, we're bringing the trains back. The storm drains belong to the government. You know, he's just going to walk around Britain and point at things and say nationalized. Sewer, and sewer like, socialism. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to make everybody ride a Mal bike. Um, it's going to be one brand of government tea. Uh. I can't wait for victory tea and uh, my victory chocolate. I can't wait for my rations to just be distributed. Bracing swig of victory gin in the morning mm. and going into the Ministry of Truth. It'll be great. The really funny, the really funny thing is... always been at war with Eurasia. The funniest thing is that the victory dentists are just way better than the dentists they have right now. <laughs> It, it it's insane. Uh, when I go to the Victory Hospital, they'll treat me uh, as opposed to when I go to any other hospital and they throw acid on my face and kick me out and tell me I'm poor. No, that's the American healthcare system. Yeah, that yeah, was the joke. On. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, uh, labor's. I mean. <clears throat> you know, going to be optimally poised at the end of this, basically regardless of what happens, just because of how stupid the Tories have played their hand. This has gotten so fucked that it has brought labor, like a dead party to the Lib Dems back to life and like given them a resurgent power. Um, So yeah, once this current wave of conservative bullshit is done with in in, uh, parliament right now, there'll be a huge labor wave for sure. I kind of honestly hope for them to like 
not do a particularly soft Brexit and like for them to fuck it up so bad because then Labour comes in like immediately because there'll be a snap election and they'll actually not have to follow all the EU laws that are like, oh, you want something nice for poor people in your country? <laughs> no, you get none of it. You get well, that's, none the, of it. that's the whole thing about Brexit is the EU does <laughs> suck as like a massive neoliberal institution, but it's just the Brits have so catastrophically like bungled any exit process that they could just yeah, like, and they did it all for like racist reasons, not for actual legitimate grievances against the EU. Yeah, and and yeah, yeah, like deep xenophobia towards Polish people coming on an EU thing that lets Polish people get paid Polish wages to work in the UK, which has meant that UK workers get fucked and Polish workers get fucked. Um, and all the UK people were like, "Damn, damn, damn Polacks are taking me job." But yeah, no, that's uh, that's why I agree. A labor, a labor, strong labor party could be a very good thing if they are less tied to those EU regulations. They actually could move the country further left than the EU, even yeah, though that because, seems unlikely for a conservative country like Britain. Yeah, I mean, it could happen though. The youths in Britain are also all like us, uh, just shitty dirtbag people who are like, "Why doesn't the government make my life nice?" Um, which is why it becomes like a socialist isolationist island off the country of Europe and they become the (laughs) Cuba of Europe. (laughs) 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 They already have a royal family. It would not be hard for them to become (laughs) North Korea. (laughs) The democratic people's monarchy of the, uh, (laughs) of, of great Britain. Um, it sounds more like a Monty Python sketch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, isn't that the second act of Life of Brian? <laughs> That's definitely somewhere. Locks would also be in charge of missile defense systems. <laughs> It'd be like, uh, yes, in the the whatever the fuck that uh, the Bay of Firth or whatever the fuck it's called, uh, where they have their nuke things, you have to do a funny walk to get in, and they execute you if you don't do it right under a labor government. It's what freedom is. Um, I think one of the one of the funnest things about this is just that all these like conservative assholes like believe like the the ones who used to do scams like David Cameron where they're like ha ha ha, ha yeah totally gonna like make your life better poor people by you know nas- by like privatizing the NHS and then they got replaced by people who believe it and so they believe that they can get a good deal out of Brexit where they like get the shit they want and don't have the shit they don't want and they they genuinely believe that and that's why they can't vote for anything because the EU is just like nah dude you're not getting anything good out of this motherfucker it was the same it was, I mean that's it- the exact same thing that we have here yeah. is all of the early 2000s grifters like begat the true believers of the Trump era and, and not just we're that, but all, but all the, but all the, uh, I mean, even further back, I mean, even the, the, but the Democratic Party, uh, the portions of the Democratic Party that chose to be capitalists rather than you know leftists and chose to play that game. I mean, it was it was clear then what they were doing and that they were playing into a geopolitic and a uh, industrial war game that was tailored to them and not to. Uh, the the will or goodwill of the American people. Well, one thing you can say about the Brits is they are probably poised for like a stronger left resurgence just because they've had le- labor like infrastructure there and like they they have a real left party unlike us. So, well, yeah, yeah and labor if- is like labor is like an actual political party instead of whatever the fuck we have here, yeah. and so like. 
left-wing people took over hey, labor and then we're like, left-wing to- now instead of just like you register with your state government maybe and that's being in the party Look, like unless they forget people arguing over whether or not to uh not to endorse bernie sanders is left politics carl <laughs> <laughs> no matter how you want to spin it all right so our second story this week uh in national news is about a northern texas federal court ruling um that basically held that uh without the individual mandate um, the Supreme Court's ruling on the uh, Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare. I hate when people called Obamacare because he had so little to do with it and it really wasn't a Republican invention. Um, I like so, the guy. No, no, it's um, because he um, didn't care. Yeah. Obama did not care. Yeah. Okay? I like the guy online who said, um, well, I don't care about getting rid of Obamacare. I have the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> exactly. So... Its real name is Obummer Care, motherfuckers. <laughs> Obungler <on>. Care. <laughs> no, it's Hussein because it matters, Obamacare. <laughs> um, uh, so this this uh, this uh, federal judge, uh, he ruled that be- without the individual mandate, which the uh, uh, the Republican-led Congress has gotten rid of without the individual mandate, the ACA no longer qualifies uh, as constitutional and is a different law that needs to be reviewed um, based on the change in that ruling uh, from the uh, previous Supreme court case. Now um, the issue with that, that doesn't change law right now because the Supreme court would have to change its ruling. What it does do is take it one step closer procedurally. It goes up to the fifth circuit um, where it will be heard if it, uh, if they affirm that disparity, that change in the law, uh, there's a uh, you know an opportunity for SCOTUS to take it. And considering uh, the current makeup of the court, I think they probably would take it because they're a political institution as much as anything else. And we're going to get to that in just a moment. Um, but um, following that, the DOJ released a letter. You know, Donald Trump's D- DOJ, the DOJ we were relying on to indict uh, Mr. Trump. Uh, the DOJ uh, released a letter saying that the Fifth Circuit should affirm this ruling, uh, therefore effectively declaring, making the DOJ policy that the ACA is currently illegal. Uh, of course, this puts a pretty big stake right through. I mean, I mean, not 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 substantively right now, but this sets up a fight um, where uh, Obamacare ACA could be in jeopardy. Um, and, and the other side of that is is that. Um, this immediately puts certain insurance markets into doubt, which causes inflation in uh, insurance rates for uh, people. And the people most affected by that are, you know, normally the poor, um, the workers uh, who are, you know, doing most of the work and still getting screwed over in that aspect. Um I'm sure you guys feel the same way that like maybe getting rid of the ACA would be good because it would push us towards single payer and kind of an accelerationist way. Yeah, seeing it go away could like open up for hey, maybe next time we want more when we re-implement this. Yeah, and I and I definitely agree with like that aspect. It I you know, accelerationism I think has a place too. Um, the, the, the problem and, and, and my problem with that is just, there have been so many people and I think of specifically, um, HIV AIDS patients and cancer patients who have had access to, um, I mean, just, you know, just pre-existing condition access. I mean, that was the whole problem with repeal and replace. Cause let's remember they tried to replace this, but they couldn't figure out how to do it and keep, 
uh, uh, protections for patients in place. So what are they going to do? They're just going to repeal it entirely, which is, you know, the worst decision. But instead of doing legislatively, they're going to rely on the courts to do it um, and therefore kind of take the brunt of the 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 pain off of uh, any actor and then just be like, oh, well, these learned judges who definitely aren't in our pockets because we put appoint them to lifetime positions and then they do whatever the hell they want, including weird, terrible shit. Yeah, but, but they wear robes. How are they not like somehow mystical or uh, above uh, bribery? Or I really influence? think they should have to wear wigs, like in England. I think <laughs> it would it would really solidify the goofiness of them still wearing robes. <laughs> but um, I just I, I I think of the you know HIV and the cancer patients who've had access through the ACA and the protections that that uh, has given and how wonderful that has been for those people and how, you know, life-saving, even, you know, that, 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 you know, we kind of don't try and do body calculus here, but just, just that, that there, there has been some movement forward and that I would hate to see those yeah, people lose. This is definitely like going to hurt a lot of people in the near term. If we were to just get rid of it entirely, like, yeah, just, like just cutting people off with no alternative, even whatever shitty Republican transition alternative they would have made is way worse. Um, yeah, and, and that's, yeah. But that's like part of the trap we're in, though, in a way, is it's like we have to defend the ACA, which sucks dick and is uh, Heritage Foundation demon piece of demon legislation. Because, like, that's what we have right now and we have to defend it. Well, at the same time, it's like people die because of the ACA literally every day. And then these fucking people are just like, well, actually, our party is just based on hating stuff that other people do. So we can't even support this. So we have to get rid of it. And it's like, OK, we're like stuck between a rock and a hard place because it's not there are people who are dying because they don't have access to health care because of the ACA. And then there are people who would more people would die if we get rid of it. But at the same time, as long as it's there, we, you know, like there's a certain amount of, oh, if we get rid of it, oh, no, am I going to die more? And so it's just it's really shitty. Yeah, like, well, and like polarizing yourself one way or the other, especially when the inevitable outcome is death either way, doesn't really leave us in a very good spot. And that Republicans have like tactfully packed the courts to the point that this is like not a decision that's left up to the American people that can completely bypass popular opinion on this and like completely get around any of what we would think about it. Yeah. Yeah, that has always been part of my screaming of uh, Republicans, and I mean the Trump administration specifically. They understand what lifetime appointment means. I mean, that is a way to entrench your legal policy in a way that, I mean, you're talking about, you know, entrenching it for a generation. Well, I I, I can't. I hate that they don't talk about that. The Dems will like never talk about court packing because uh, it's whatever, like uh, against procedure or like not playing fair or something. It's not even against procedure. It's just against playing, norms. Yeah, it's against. Yeah. Norms. It's not even like they're not allowed to do it. It's just not. It's against norms, and whatever. Like fucking Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who they all considered themselves way to the right of, did it, and they're like, oh, we can't. We can't be that far left anymore. Well, okay. I was about to say, it's all because FDR didn't end up doing it. It was the switch in time that saved nine. Yeah. (laughs) It's because he, he got, he got right up to the the lip of that and said, well, you know, I could just put seven more people (laughs) on the court. (laughs) He, he, he drove up to the Supreme court and he was like, 
nice number of Supreme Court judges y'all have there. It'd be a shame if somebody increased it well, and they I said, mean, shit, okay. Yeah, no, like um, literally that. That's literally what happened. Yeah, no, I, I know that. I believe the court decision um, that uh, changed it was the New Deal. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was New Deal related because the court kept shooting down New Deal shit and FDR was like, pretty boy Floyd, need you to go putting a hit out on the Supreme Court. And then the Supreme Court was like, oh, no, we're weak and terrible, shitty people in this. Which, and um, well, and that, I think, brings us to our next point in this. And that is that, you know, um, we really shouldn't and I mean, you know, can't rely on any one aspect of the government to, to, to save us. I know, you know, we're, you know, leftists and, and communists and, and 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 and, you know, that entails a certain higher level of government, even though I'll say that, you know, this capitalism has a lot more fucking government than I think our our ideas of socialism would probably have. But, you know, whether it's it's legislative in, you know, the ACA or executive in the Mueller report or judicial. Uh, and I, I think of marriage equality being one of the ones that can be undermined in the future. Um, I think that Roe v. Wade is definitely going to be attacked yep. in, in the near term. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. but but these, those, those, those advancements, I mean, they they need to be enshrined and protected in law and 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 community convention. Um, uh, um, the, Carl, the one you yelled about all the time, Social Security. You don't touch Social, yeah, Social Security. Security. You can't touch Social Security because the second you touch Social Security, like – Five million old people who should honestly just stop voting at this point. Like, fuck you. You're, you all are just hoarding ships yourselves, but you all do the right thing. And you see this massive benefit from Social Security because it changes your material conditions well, for the, the better. Good and people cannot have. touch it. Yeah. 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 Right. So people can't well, touch it. It's the only it, one that's defended that on because right fucking too. old people vote too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's part of why they vote is that they have a real valid reason that they know every single month is worth voting for. And so they show up and they vote and it's untouchable. And that's the thing is that it doesn't matter if it's a law. It doesn't matter if it's a fucking court decision. None of that shit matters. If it's something that you know makes your life better and that you are aware of making your life better, you will show up and do that if it does so in a meaningful way. No, Social Carl, Security does that. And so Carl, you can't, you can't. I think that what you need to do is light a candle and pray that uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg lives for 45 more years and yes, Queens into the 2060s. Um, I think you need to sign up online to donate one year of your life to Ruth Ga- ba- Bader Ginsburg's <laughs> life so that yeah, she already, can live forever. We've already had this. <laughs> I know. Ruth Gator Ginsburg. That's the Florida version. <laughs> <laughs> Only, only cold blooded really animal on the Supreme Court. I, I, Red Star fans. I, Red Star fans. Here's your opportunity. Make a T-shirt for the show. Get us a design for Ruth Gator Binsberg and a uh, big old alligator in a wig and uh, creepy glasses, and uh, we'll make some T-shirts out of it. How about that? This is this is like a broader point that I think is like we should just say like. It, maybe a bit more explicitly, like this technocratic shit that is the new Democratic Party, we all know where it ends up and you need to start talking to your friends about this because we all, you all already know this, like, Talk in to your, your friends bones. about liberalism before a liberal talks to them. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yes, exactly. friends don't let friends become liberals, okay? Um, and like, Save America, but, it's a gateway drug. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, Joe Rogan's, Rogan's just a regular drug drug. He's not an he's not a, an introductory level. He's just a drug. <laughs> he's a super drug. But the, I mean, the thing is, you need to talk to them about that and like use that example. You say, "Look, hey, 
this thing made people's lives better, and that's why people show up to defend it, even right-wing people. And like, if you frame it like that, I think people understand that, and it's a good way to get get the point across. Whenever we start, whenever we continue with this hell democratic primary of saying why we should be supporting something that's universal, that benefits everybody, and that is clearly done in a way that's easy to understand, something like Medicare for all. And if you talk about it like that, instead of saying like, actually, um, in the 18th Brumaire. Marks very clearly, like instead of doing that with your friends that aren't yet on the level to actually be intelligent and talk about politics, if you approach it like that, we will maybe be able to get something good out of this hell government for the first time since like the sixties. Well, also, and that's when, when put in non, when explained like nonpartisanly, right wing people overwhelmingly support Medicare for all. <laughs> And it's a good it's a good way to put it. It's like, don't you love Social Security? Don't you know people who benefit from Social Security? Isn't Social Security good? Medicare for all would be like Social Security. Just say that. Right. People will and dig that. Then, and it doesn't no, matter what I, political position they have because they'll be like, oh, that sounds good. I like it when I get my no, money. No, and I mean, I even talked to my mother. Who if you like your doctor, you can keep him. Well, yeah, my, 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 my mother's one of the most like leading hard conservative, like Tucker Carlson loving Fox News watching women I've ever met. And I explained it to her as like, as a society, we've agreed to take care of people, right? Like we we've agreed to just not let them die by the wayside. And she was like, yeah. And so making it even more of a moral decision of like Medicare for all and, and an expansion like that, in, in addition to what you just said, I mean, it makes it kind of a no brainer. Like, why would we not let people die? And I mean, even just advancing that further to other things like, uh, you know, eliminating homelessness or providing like basic needs. Ploys to passion of make no labor excuse for Gulag to go for a <laughs> dissident who not support a labor force. But even Listen, then, it, no, great glorious Gulag for glorious labor revolution of always for eternity. This is not is. of tiny little work time for play. This is labor for always glorious revolution. But I mean, I mean that, is, that is true. When you talk to people about Medicare for all, you don't want to tell them about the gulags that will have to open at the exact same time. <laughs> yeah, the healthcare gulags. That's where we put all the old people to kill them. The death camps. Yeah. yeah. Or no, the uh, death panels. Death panels. <laughs> but, but in all I'm actuality. really excited to take my role on a death panel and personally execute every old person um, because they like uh, old music. So like, Logan's run up in here. <laughs> no, it's because they keep hitting on the nurses. That's why. <laughs> but it being very creepy. But, 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 try, but trying to bring this back to some sort of coherence, um, it, it is really like if you just listen to, and I did not you waste your time listening to whatever the right wing spouts out, but like just being as antagonistic towards anything that another party's against instead of bringing sort of cohesive ideas of like, oh, you know, we should provide basic needs for basic people. That's just kind of something that nobody is even for and slash where that discourse is never even brought into the public sphere. So well, a, lot, well, a lot more people are for those types of things than it actually, you know. And when it comes to healthcare, they know that if there is like a full nationalized healthcare program in this country, they will never be able to repeal it. I mean, as conservative as Britain has gotten, they have never been able to get rid of the NHS. Like if yeah, you the, the, implement something like that, you can never get rid of it here if, once people start using it. Oh, yeah. And the reason and, and I mean, they still try and do horseshit to the NHS and so on. And yet the NHS still has like way higher support than Medicare for all in the U.S. does because everyone knows how it makes their lives better. 
because they know and that's, that and they that's the have problem the with ACA is because it. it's still so shitty. They can easily say, "Oh, well, look, it fucking sucks having to deal with this." Wouldn't yeah. you rather just get rid of it? Which is why we need something stronger that people say, "No, I wouldn't rather you get rid of this. This like means a lot to me." Well, that in tandem with having to vilify all of the private insurance companies, you know what I'm saying? That's another thing. The rhetoric around like protecting the private insurance companies is such bullshit. Well, also, it's like it's like to lose the thirteen thousand dollar premium they fucking have that they never even use in case they get hit by a goddamn bus. It's like, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like people tactic. It's your scare, like you know. And and people, you know, one of the things that like really kind of said it to me, and why we need to be pushing this conversation really hard with people, you know, is that fucking Wolf Blitzer during Bernie Sanders' CNN town hall was like, oh, but Bernie, with Medicare for all, can you keep your healthcare plan afterwards, you know? And Bernie was like, you get to keep your doctor. Yeah, that's fine. And he wouldn't say, no, you don't get to keep your fucking healthcare plan because it's not how that works. And talking about that is good, saying, yeah, you, you get to keep your doctor. You get to keep going to the doctor you want to go to. You get to go to the specialist you want to go to, et cetera, et cetera. Framing it like that and saying, you know, yeah, you don't have to worry about which healthcare plan you have because you never have to worry about. It. There's You're none not going to get there, There's not going to be networks anymore. You get to go to the doctor. Pre-existing fucking condition. Well, you'll never get a, a bill. Another one of the arguments against is that oh, if we have a na- national healthcare, we'll have to uh, ration it accordingly or something like that. As if we, don't we already, already ration do it like yeah, logically now. Ration- <laughs> it goes by who's the richest. Oh, it's yeah, like, the fucking, there's not, not even a, that. There is a finite amount of health care, and it gets rationed here, but it's just not rationed (laughs) equitably. Right. Okay, there's only so much health care in the ground, okay? And once you take it it out— It goes to making sure that fucking Peter Thiel gets another blood boy. Listen, listen, that MRI machine costs $2,500 to produce, and if I don't recoup $3.5 million on it, how have I even known I made an investment? Well, let me be clear. You can, if you like your blood boy, you can keep him. <laughs> See, I, I had a, I had a discussion as well with somebody who was like, "Yeah, but you type you Obama, to, you go to a <laughs> doctor, and you gotta sit and you gotta wait for six months in a metropolitan area to get a heart transplant, and then people who don't need heart transplants are gonna get like ten of them." He's like, "Yo, transplant me a new heart." It's like one. There's already a list that you have to wait on to get a new one. <laughs> I mean, it's that classic tweet of like, doctor, three heart surgeries, please. Doctor, (laughs) hanging head and crying because of socialism. I must comply. (laughs) In Oklahoma news, um, there's been some pretty uh, dark vandalism at the Oklahoma Democratic Party headquarters and the Chickasaw Nation's uh, building in Oklahoma City. not going to read all the stuff uh, because some of it are words I don't want to say. Um, there's a bunch of swastikas in 1488 and HH um, on the Democratic Party headquarters. I uh, wonder what that could be about. Uh, they called the Democrats Weimar degenerates. Um, glad to know they have the pulse of Oklahoma people. Um, uh, they said, welcome to Germany. They said the shit like the Goyen no. Like, just this online right-wing shit. And that's just at the Democratic Party. The really dark shit is, uh, they said... Before you move on, I want to say that the Weimar reference, like, actually... And I know I said that we we were talking about the... But, like, I know the Weimar reference, like, actually gives me chills. 
because like that's real Nazi. Like that's like actually having an understanding of what made the Nazis Nazis. It's not just being like an edgelord. It's actually being like, uh, no, actually, uh, the Sudetenland was needed as an industrial area, and that's why we invaded, and not because of uh just being shits and violating every treaty we could basically find to violate. Yeah, no, no, that's exactly. It's still yeah. racist edgelord shit to me, though. Like, I don't know. It, it definitely seems like just some fucking online 4chan brain broken alt right, like teens or some shit got together to. I'm definitely not saying it's anyone like I'm personally. I'm like, it's not saying the individual is a person who, like, one, I would like shudder to run into or like two that I wouldn't just like treat them like the, like I would give them a first person view of the fur of the, of like the uh, other side of the beginning of American history X. Um, but, um, that being said, like at the same time, like, I don't know, like, I think there's a level of Aryan, especially in America of, of, of neo-Nazism and Aryanism that isn't necessarily as rooted in the ideology and is more just rooted in ignorance and criminal culture. Well, I mean, I mean, cause that's how the Aryan brotherhood is. Like, I mean, they, like, they don't yeah, give a shit. Just They're just on, racist piece like, of shit who fucking sell drugs. I mean, this is like biker gangs. Or These yeah, people exactly. are clearly not that. These people that's what are, I'm saying. are clearly... Yeah, and that's important because they also said some stuff like they, they wrote gas the Jews, white planet only, gas the rest, which is like yeah. terrifying. Yeah, I mean, very similar to like that. stuff you, they were, they were saying in Charlottesville and things like that. Yeah, and like that is a thing where it's like this is not just like the like, oh, I'm, you know, America is a pretty white supremacist country and I'm white and so I'm like vaguely into that and I like understand that in my gut. This is like people who are like actively Nazis, you know, yeah, people who are like, also, oh, actually, also worth, Himmler uh, was cool, uh, you know. Like it's also worth mentioning that, uh, Carl, I'm sure you saw this being on Twitter, but Adam and Parker, there were a bunch of pictures of like all around downtown Tulsa, people putting up or people had put up stickers and posters of the American identity movement, which is like some rebranded identity of Ropa. No, they, did, they did that on uh, OU's campus, too. Yeah. The ironic thing is they rebranded as the American identity movement and the American Indian movement is much older <laughs> and actually good. <laughs> like aim means something else. Um, but those are definitely, it's not I mean, definitely the same. pretty on people. brand to take something that along. <laughs> yeah, true. For yourself. That's very true. It's, but what they wrote on the Chickasaw nation is like the actual terrifying shit. Yeah. Because um, they wrote like, I mean, it's um, clearly like an escalation. It went from putting up stickers and posters to actual vandalism. Yeah, and like they wrote on the in, on the Chickasaw Nation building, Indians will be gassed, and then they wrote underneath gassed, lampshaded, which is one of the most fucked up things I have like seen in terms of racism in a while. That refers to this like mostly mythical story of turning people into leather in concentration camps, and they're saying they're go they're saying that's something that should happen to in Native Americans in Oklahoma. Jesus. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty, like pretty it is bad. Um, and like, I have like a lot of, of kind of things that I think are worth kind of like thinking about regarding this. And the first one I think is that like this kind of identity Europa shit, this like, Ooh, we're like neo, this neo-Nazi shit. This, this kind of stuff is like terrifying, but it, it's not like people don't, this is not a thing that is ever going to have like broad based support or something in America. Like hating Nazis is like a thing that basically everyone except for Nazis agrees with. Right. 
That's a very American it's thing. The only thing I can agree um, with conservatives on. <laughs> yeah, and like overall, like they don't even really case. understand that Russia mostly fought Nazis. And when I'm like, you guys realize that like the communists and the yeah, Nazis the US are enemies, right? War, right? They're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, you fucking moron. Stalin killed more Nazis than literally anybody. MVP. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I mean, I understand. He got uh, he unlocked um, news after World War II. Actually, that's why they got news. He got the perks. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I, I know that Stalin ended that war sitting on a. You know, I know we're talking about some pretty dark stuff, but Stalin ended that war sitting on a, a throne of skulls. But they were like eighty percent Nazi skulls. So I yeah, they're like ninety five percent skulls of people who should be dead, and then like five percent like, man, you were evil. Uh, to yeah. Stalin, but in a very different way. And also, Stalin you did the world a service, um, like a very meaningful service. Um, Called murdered but, Nazis. Yeah. And, like, the thing is, there's no, like, and this is important to remember because, like, we need to understand how this kind of far right movement functions compared to, like, a different one. Like, this kind of Nazi shit is never going to have broad based support or something. It's never going to be that popular because if you want to be a white supremacist in America, there's no value add to Nazism. It turns off everybody. You could just be a Republican. And you'll be fine being a racist piece of shit. Like, you're okay. So we don't have to worry about some kind of broad-based support for this kind of shit. But we have to worry about something that's a lot more terrifying. And, and, and that thing is that these people have all read the Turner Diary, and they haven't read it because they want to know, like, how these people think and how to, how to you know, frankly, how to eliminate them from society, how to, how to combat them. They read it because they want to use it. They think it's some guide to winning shit. And they're all just, they're all Timothy McVeigh's waiting to happen again. Yeah, the fact that I mean, this happened in that's Oklahoma City. scary is that this has already happened once before in a big way mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it won't get, ever get any kind of broad-based support, because again, you don't, you don't, there's no value add to it for people, um, right. doesn't mean anything. Because Timothy McVeigh did that shit with, you know, literally a guy who got cold feet and was like, actually, I'm not okay with killing like a couple hundred people and children with a car bomb. And another guy who tried to get cold feet, who Timothy McVeigh had to like threaten with a gun to help him finish make the bomb. Like it's basically Timothy McVeigh himself did most of that in Oklahoma City and destroyed a whole building and got support from Elohim City, and that's all he needed. Well, that's all, all he needed was fucking to get, needed to get connected with like two other guys kind of on board with that shit and yeah, just use them. And like, that's what, that's what the real problem here is. It creates networks between these people who need to be isolated and like beaten down whenever they bring this shit up, not somewhere. They should not have community communities where they can build each other up like echo chambers of their own ideas and like think that they're doing the right thing because that's how they get radicalized. It's so the why, first wants to be entered into the Medicare for all gulags. Well, and it's why I still go on poll every Friday night and I just explain to those incels how much better my life is as a Chad than they'll ever be able to understand. I just tell them about all the surfing I'm doing and how fucking yoked I am. And I'm just, you know, um, thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah, respecting women and um, just like I, I, I get text messages, and sometimes I won't respond to them just because I forget. It's great; they freak out. It's it's I just get screamed at, and then I don't know. It just makes them mad. <laughs> I, I really just want to make them mad. 
And the thing is, like, if somebody, I mean, if somebody is doing this kind of shit, like, honestly, we should be doing everything we can to isolate them. We should be doing everything we can to ostracize them from, like, society. Like, if they're at this point, there's no reason to be worried about saving them or something. Like, those, and there's, there's gotta be maximum, like, 200 of them in the whole state of Oklahoma. That, yeah, that, that's the thing. I think that's a good these, thing. That's oh, right. why we need to break apart these communities. They need to learn that if you're going to believe these things, you can't participate in society with us. And the thing is, yeah. we have to be the ones who do it. Because the other lesson from Oklahoma City, from the bombing, is... And, and it's a lesson... It's like a lesson somebody else learned that we have to learn from. The FBI, after Oklahoma City, was like, we can't fight the far right because shit like Ruby Ridge and Waco was so inspiring to Timothy McVeigh to do this, so we're gonna go hands-off. And then September 11th happened, and all of a sudden, the FBI was like, we want to do what we've actually always wanted to do, which is just, like, hunt brown people. So we're gonna go do that. And we know, because there's a fucking New York Times article about it, late October last year, where a dude who's, like, the sheriff, uh, who's, uh, like, campus PD or something in Florida is now the country's leading expert on the far right because he saw that Milo Yiannopoulos was coming to talk at the university and was like, holy shit, how do we deal with this? And literally no one could tell him at any level of government how, what the far right is in this country, what their networks look like, how to deal with them, how to break them up, what he might expect from the far right because they've abdicated any form of responsibility for dealing with them since 1995, since the bombing. Maybe so the FBI we, can use the giant infrastructure of monitoring leftist organizations to, you know, I don't know, maybe look at any of the right even, organizations that even, are doing violent terrorist acts in the like United not, States. Not even organizations, just just black people who are mad that <laughs> cops execute them summarily on the street with impunity that don't have any connection to each other. It's literally what they think is the biggest domestic terrorism threat is black identity extremists. When we have people doing shit like this because they feel empowered and you know what happens after they spray paint this is they're gonna kill someone. Like that is literally probably what they're thinking about if they I, feel safe doing this. I, and I that is, and, and literally no one will protect us from that except for left-wing people organizing to fight it. There's literally no one else that is coming to save us from this. I, th- and I think- I think it's incredibly instructive um, as, 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 as socialists having to be great students of history that we understand that every time um, free speech has been restricted in this country uh, under uh, uh, what the government has called valid legal regimes, uh, it has had to do with socialism. See the absolute fucking boy, the original absolute boy, Eugene Debs, running for president from fucking prison because of a running pamphlet. for president against a guy who showed the first movie ever in the White House that was like KKK is cool and we should start it again. Like, and that- where where all of the free speech protection. Came, when, when we said, oh, it's it's totally fine to throw people in jail for the words they use. And then when we said, oh, my God, we can't throw people in jail for the words they use. Guess who guess who was was using words that we didn't like? Guess. I bet you I bet you'll never have any idea. Anyone? Tell us. KKK, the Ku Klux Klan. That was the problem, is that every time we've restricted speech, every time we have built an infrastructure to spy on people or to abuse civil liberty, cointel fucking pro and the NS goddamn A, 
anything else, it has been targeted specifically at one thing, leftists. And any time that we've cut motherfuckers' breaks or, I don't know, allegedly used the government's money to funnel uh, weapons and uh, bomb materials to domestic terrorists... Um, well, I don't know, support and also make terrible decisions when it comes to dealing with, um, organized militias, uh, in the area, like in the U S like it has all been every benefit of the doubt is given to the right wing extremist and the leftist just for existing has every structure in the world built around it to spy snitch and catch us and and they don't have to follow any fucking rules to do it oh yeah i mean we've always been a right-leaning country like this has always been a right-wing country so they're always going to give more credence to the right than they will to the left Not and they also i mean they also like they also think like that like they're part of the same there's there's a continuum there and these people exist on that continuum with like fucking republicans like steve king has been in the house probably as long as we've all been fucking alive and was like, what's wrong with being a white nationalist in an interview in 2019? The fact that we still hear from David Duke anymore, like the fact that he has not just been completely erased from existence is a testament to like, yeah, how, how much room we give to these fucking right wing pieces of shit. And, and that, I mean, that's the thing is, is that's what we have to keep in mind. I'm, I'm not, if, if you don't feel comfortable joining your local Antifa chapter, don't do it. But but be aware that that, that is genuinely, uh, we are at a point where we might need that again to stop something like OKC from happening again. If they, they feel comfortable spray painting this shit because the government will leave us out to fucking dry until the bomb goes off. Lastly, in Oklahoma news, it's not really any more positive than we've had all this evening. Um, Purdue, uh, our favorite maker of prescription painkiller OxyContin, um, and dozens of other drug companies um, are facing about what two thousand, about two thousand more court cases. Purdue specifically, individually. Specifically. Is facing roughly 2,000 court cases. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, just other, Purdue. <laughs> dozens of other drug companies as well have upwards of 1,600 more uh, filed by cities, countries, states, Native American tribes, um, all alleging culpability um, in the nation's opioid epidemic, which, you know, pretty fucking obvious uh, if it hasn't been over, you know, however many documentaries we've had, et cetera, et cetera, over the past 20 years. Um, but Oklahoma and Purdue specifically um, at least have reached uh, a landmark deal, what they're calling it, um, that'll, they'll immediately contribute a couple hundred million um, to establish a new foundation for addiction treatment research at, at OSU. Um, members of the Sackler family in particular who own the company, um, granted they weren't defendants in the case, it was just against you know the actual company itself, uh, will pay an additional $75 million over the course of five years, um, and $20 million worth of drug treatments will come from the company to pay $12, uh, $12 million to cities and towns to cover about $60 million in litigation costs. Sixty million in litigation costs just fighting this fucking company. That ain't um, a drop, that, yo. They yeah. got so much fucking Skrilla, bro. They've been, dude. So they've been selling. Much. They've been selling opium, my man. They got so much dodi. They've yeah, literally I mean, been doing like Britain in China in the 1830s shit of like colonizing rural and poor America with opioids. Yeah, like, it's important to put in perspective. Whatever amount of money they had to pay, it was not enough because it wasn't all of their money. Oh, uh, and, and all of their personal way. wealth and yes. everything they yeah. and also retroactively everything they've ever spent and also because prison. that 
that would even that wouldn't come close to the like toll they have fucking taken on our country. Fucking over forty seven thousand people died from the opioid crisis in twenty seventeen alone. Yeah, exactly, and that's literally like that's like the fifth biggest city in Oklahoma gone. It gets a little bit worse. Right. So it not only are like because they, they, they have legal strategies that go through during the court cases. Right. And primarily it, they were actually called out just kind of like, uh, uh, why the fuck are you declaring bankruptcy? If you're going to have to do payouts upwards of 70 billion estimated. Uh, it also uh, Oklahoma also won prohibitions against Purdue promoting opiates in the state or visiting doctors to persuade them to buy its products until 2026, which is pretty important. Not too bad. Um, it also implicated. I mean, yeah, that's definitely good that we're at least starting to call these people out. Uh, Hopefully this is the first of many massive lawsuits to get them to pay more to fix the damage they've done. Yeah, and this is this is literally the the shot across the bow. This is the first one in the country. Where I mean, which is why they tried to fight it so hard. The first, I mean, it was the same story with cigarettes. The first case is like the first of many because it shows that they are vulnerable to it. Well, it's also why they settled because they settled to say, we're not going to have this out in court because we're going to lose and it'll be worse for us. And if we take a settlement, we can have more control over it and it won't be as bad. Oh, yeah, and it judge, won't also set precedent in the future. Yeah, exactly. Future yeah, ju- well, right. judge. Dad Bulkman, he set like a May 28th. <laughs> <laughs> great name. Dad Bulkman. That's the most So, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, guys, you got to be careful, all right? I work in that courthouse. So here's here's what I want you guys to understand. Here's what I want you guys to understand. On, on, on the fourth floor of the courthouse, there is Judge Thad Bulkman. On the, in the basement of the courthouse, there's Judge Scott Brockman. So, are they gonna have like a a a, a, a like Clegane Bowl situation where they're like most beef necked judge has to throw down? Like, <laughs> no, they are wonderful people, great judges, but everyone gets confused about who because because no one except people who work there realize the constant confusion. So anytime anyone comes in the courthouse, they're like, "I'm looking for Brockman." Black, 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 bro, broke. Bro. It's a bee and then man. Like, yeah, there's two of those here. <laughs> anyway, uh, Balkman set a 28, uh, May 28th court, uh, court date um, and agreed to, tele- to vale- televise the proceedings live and refused drug companies' request to postpone the trial. Um, Monday, the Supreme Court uh, said fuck that in, um, reduce- in reversing the ruling that they appealed for, um, which was pretty fucking hilarious. So they very, very quickly settled. Yeah, because they know nothing would be worse than like actually like having it televised where it's like, yeah, so your your company policy was uh, to kill how many dead people in the Ozarks did you need to meet your uh, quota for the month? And they're like, uh, 500, 500 yeah, people dead. And they know it wouldn't from look opioids. good for a court to rule that they murdered like thousands across the country. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they, they brought some pretty heavy accusations um, that the company persuaded doctors to prescribe and overprescribe the drug. I mean, things that we all know to be true. Um, intend, like, more than its intended use, which was for cancer patients or end-of-life care. Um, and in 2007, Purdue and three of its executives pleaded guilty to misconduct um, in their marketing and paid more than $600 million in fines. So, yay, yay, yay. Hopefully, it's, hopefully it'll do something more important. I mean, it's I think, really what, what it, other cases. I'd just like to say uh, this is a capitalist country, so if people didn't like it, they would just stop buying opium. 
Yeah, that's that actually uh, what opium is. That's how opium actually, works. Actually, that's that's not a joke. One of the Sackler guys was like, it's a choice to be an addict. If they're addicted and they're buying our drugs, it's because they choose to. It's not our fault. And company policy was to get people addicted and sell it. <laughs> like, that's literally the thing. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, the shit that they don't want coming out in a court of law. <laughs> yeah, I think actually the inside Sackler motto, um, the company's, uh, the company's uh, like operating agreement was get money or no, I think it was get rich or die trying. Um, and I mean, I think they've done a pretty good job sticking up to at least that so far. How great would it be if like every big pharma exec just blasts Biggie and Tupac about selling drugs on the mean streets? <laughs> they probably well, do. Thing. Somebody you know in the Sackler family was, was that like... fucking finance bro <laughs> asshole. Like well, this old ass guy in the Sackler family was just like, you know what? When Biggie said you're, you're either singing crack rock, or you got a wicked jump shot. He was telling the truth. He's telling the truth, and I'm gonna sling that crack rock. I'm gonna sling it. Well, um, firstly, firstly, let's let's talk about for a second. Produce chief executive is named Craig Landau. So fucking Craig. 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 Oh, Greg. Greg, you are probably your Greg. So, secondly, um, they talked about considering bankruptcy as an option. Uh, like I said before, this wing, uh, the potential impacts of future legal settlements instead of having to pay out billions of dollars. Um, in which case, do 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 y'all think that they have like a broader strategy in place as to try to obviously? What, what, no, their strategy is one hundred percent. Their strategy is one hundred percent declare bankruptcy, and then they don't have to pay it. They declare bankruptcy, restructure, and make a new company, and yeah, they get out of it. Yeah, that's literally what's going to happen. And, and they probably insured know, their losses, so you know. That's why. That's what Blackwater does every time they commit a fucking war atrocity. <laughs> they're like some. They're like on their third name rebrand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're actually like, like. Yeah, it's like. Um. Oh my god, I know this. And every uh, time Eric Prince is like, "Can we just name it? Kill, kill all Muslims? Can we name it that?" <laughs> Is that okay? No, no, like, no, no. Uh, no. You, you, you are, are you, okay, you have misunderstood who Eric Prince is, all right? <laughs> Eric Prince is like the bad guy to this show, and I want everyone to understand, no, he is like, he, okay, he pulls up in a topless Corvette, right? Driven by Guy Fieri, okay? He steps out, all right? No, He's got Guy Fieri, to, no, shut the legend. fuck up, shut the fuck up. I will not let you, I will God not damn let it. you bad mouth Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri is, my, is 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 a personal hero, and let me tell you, Shrekley or not Shrekley, Eric Prince is still Shrekley. having him drive. Same, Shrekley's probably in the back, fucking rolling the blunts for him. I'll be really <laughs> honest with you, but Eric Prince gets out of there. He pops his Oakleys off. All right, he's got the little neck hanger. He drops them down onto there. Oh, of course, throws, he does. Yeah, throws a big old chaw in. I'm talking a two or three finger dip in. He throws a big old chaw in, and then he gets down to the boardroom. He loves he he has as much fun as Nike execs have in like when they go to Thailand to see the new Nike gear and they're like, ah, oh, that's oh, Nike, Pro, Pro, Nike yeah. Pro Combat <laughs> Double Unlimited <laughs> so Platinum. Right. That's what, that's what Eric Prince does. He's like, ah, did we just kill like 17 people in Iraq? All right. We're Aegis Unlimited now. Okay. Now we're industrial technical supply okay now we're it's his it's his fucking grease man he loves that shit god i hate that motherfucker adam just because you really want to suck jeremy scahill's dick doesn't mean that eric prince could be the bad guy of our podcast i'm sorry it's for the intercept things can be true and (laughs) neither of them can be true guy who disputed me on highways 
<laughs> we can <laughs> each have our own villains. Our <laughs> No, our nemesis on the show is the Oklahoman editorial board. You assholes. You fucking assholes. How do you not know that? We well, can have our a, own uh, enemies. reading list with one of our mortal enemies on the podcast coming up. For- Come on over here. Come on, coward. Coward. I know that I want to punch you in the nose. I'll beat your goddamn ass, you son of a bitch. You're an intellectual dumbass. And I'm coming. You coward. You think you're a tough guy. I hate you. Coward. <laughs> We're gonna defeat this anti-human scum. We're gonna wreck their world. You probably think this pod is don't about you, don't you, Jim and Hoff? It is though. Jim actually, Hoff. actually, it is. it is. Yeah, it's. Uh, well, tell us about it. Dedicated. Let's get it. So, after my my intense study of of ornithology, uh, I found in the mines this article. Point of view. This deal is bad for America and Oklahoma. It's published on Wednesday, March 27th, and it's by Oklahoma's senior senator, Germbel Inhofe. Let's, let's, let's read it, guys. I believe his name During, is, 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 is Dr. Pastor uh, uh, Senator Jim, James uh, Einhefe, <laughs> but we, we can just call him whatever you want to. Yeah, his name is um, Turducken Oil Man. Um, during the State of the Union, President Trump declared America was founded on liberty and independence and not government coercion, domination, and control. We are born free and we will stay free. Tonight, we renew our resolve that America will never be a socialist country. It was a powerful moment from my seat in the chamber, and it clearly resonated across the nation as 76% of viewers approved of his speech. Useless trash. Just, just why, why did you write that? Um, Days also, later, uh, Jim, Democrats- not not sourcing things is uh, key fascistism, but whatever. Well, also, like he could have just said seventy six percent approved of his speech, but he has to say seventy six percent of viewers, and like you don't watch it unless you're from the guy's party. So of course they liked it. Like had out that word count. Yeah, he definitely he actually does. Like that <laughs> is obvious in this article that that's happening. Um, but going back. To really get to the good, the the or, you know, the uncut, unadulterated ideology. Like if Slavoj Zizek read this, he would like be like, I have I do not have a wife anymore. I have sex with the articles of Senator Jim Inhofe. It is the only pleasure. Um, because it's it's good. Days later, the Democrats responded by introducing the Green New Deal resolution, a wish list of socialist solutions to the left's favorite boogeyman, man-made climate change. The, our favorite boogeyman, the apocalypse. The literal end of the Our favorite the boogeyman says the man who held shaved ice on the floor of the Senate <laughs> to prove that it didn't exist in what everyone is calling dumbasshood of the nation. <laughs> okay, here's where, he, here's where he starts to get to just, just great brain genius shit. However, there's nothing quote unquote new in this deal. Now, number one. <laughs> He does not know what the New Deal is. Yeah, it, does he, he doesn't realize that <laughs> he's alluding to an old deal from uh, back in the day. Like, he does not know that it's called the Green New Deal because of the New Deal. He literally doesn't know that. That is wildly apparent in this article, and it will only become more apparent the more we read of it. <laughs> Which is amazing. I think it is amazing. Um, but he continues. 
It's a collection of all the old policies the radical environmental movement has pushed over decades of global cooling, global warming, and climate change fear-mongering. I don't know I mean, what he's he does, referring to. He's the like, planet he's has like, been getting warmer the whole time. He's trying, no, he's no, to no it gets cold in winter and warm in summer. Are you fucking stupid, Carl? Jesus. He's trying to make it seem like it's very. He's trying to make it seem like it's super unreasonable by saying it's a collection of like environmental movements. But he doesn't get that we need to do them all. Like uh, they all have to happen to stop the planet from heating up. We can't just like stop driving cars and still have the coal power plants. Oh no, he's gonna he's gonna tell you about that. He's gonna tell you about that. Um. (laughs) And the other thing too is it's just like it's just straight up a lie like it's just a lie that's it don't you just um, love fundamental like incorrect statements it's they're pretty great it, it is it's wonderful um the only thing quote unquote new is that in order to com- combat climate change democrats believe the government must also take over the healthcare and housing industries Ye-ye. while ensuring everyone's economic security even if they are unwilling to work in other words, use the pretext of the green "quote unquote" new deal to transform us into a socialist country. Which is like number one, actually, yeah, we do have to take over the housing industry to deal with climate change. That's literally true. We have to do that. <laughs> you know, and again, when the weather gets the bad, from you destroying the climate, we might need yeah. that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Rambly. Also, ram- houses are bad at dealing. Uh, at, they produce. Carbon, like they need to be redone in a way that is less energy. You guys, intensive. you guys are not understanding. Um, Senator Hair Doctor Rambly Tambly wants <laughs> us. Okay, when 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 um, sea levels rise and like marshes happen, and we have um, houses that are like destroyed by hurricanes, and then there's going to be like a hurricane like twenty days later. We just are going to keep rebuilding those houses. When it floods, we're going to rebuild those houses on the bottom of the fucking ocean. And guess who's going to do that? Private fucking industry. And let me tell you how. All right, innovation. The only way innovation is going to happen, okay, underwater is underwater. God damn it, Parker. I love when you're on my fucking side and I love when you get it, okay? Because this is what I'm talking about. The innovation of the private market is going to solve these problems in ways that your cold-blooded socialism is never going to have. And honestly, I would rather die at the bottom of the ocean building a house than live in a house for the rest of my life. Hey, okay, so You too could be in your own Levittown under the sea. I got one for you. You understand what one of the most dangerous jobs is in the United States? Uh, undersea welder, welding. Yeah. No, no, it's called roofing. <laughs> Guess how many roofing people like get them in pools? The entire population of Boston is uh, Irish roofers. So, yeah, this would be a, a great boon to our city because A, we'll be underwater and B, no, we no, can no, employ no. all of these Irish roofers. No, see, what you all don't understand is when a house... The roof, if it's underwater. See, when a house is underwater sure. because the mortgage costs more than the value of the home, that's bad. But when a house is literally underwater, you can definitely sell it and get your money back. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Ben Shapiro, for explaining that to me. Thank you, Dramble in, in Bamble for for no, for not quoting your sources on that point, asshole. Keep going. Right, what does this mean for us, Carl? So, uh, he's he's gonna tell us. The Green New Deal is a bad deal for America and Oklahoma in particular. Senator Deals. <laughs> Senator Snowball. Folks, um, bad deal. Not good. Folks, Green New Deal. It's bad. Tried to renegotiate. They said socialism. No go. 
I had to fire them. They wouldn't be fired. They had a union. They took over the plant. Um, I know normally green means good, but in this case, green means bad. Red means good. Red New Deal. No, wait. The good old New Deal. It's the best deal. My deal. I get all of it. I get all of it. The Democrats' plan seeks to, quote, reorient our entire economy, including overhauling whole industries like the energy, transportation, manufacturing, farming, and healthcare industries. What does that mean for you? If you like your truck, you will not be able to keep <laughs> your truck because the Democrats' plan won't let you travel by anything other than electric vehicle, high-speed rail, or public transit. Uh, let me be clear. The Green New Deal. If you like your truck, you can keep it. <laughs> I really hate how many jokes we had before in the show about this because I was sitting on that just before we started recording, and you all ruined it for me. Um, <laughs> I think I mean, you ruined you it for you, but we'll move on. This is how you appeal to any Okies: tell them they're coming after your gun or your truck. All that's next is they're going to be coming out after your dog. The Democrats are coming for your dog. Dude, no, Jim Inhofe is trying to be on the cutting edge of conservative political discourse because whoever came up with the they're going to take your guns line has literally never, ever had any like he has had the most job security ever. And now Inhofe just went to some staffer. He's like, yeah, what are these fucking rubes like now? Uh, they like the guns. They like the fucking trucks. What's next? They're coming for your fucking Jesus. That's what they want next. They're coming, they're coming for the balls on your truck. <laughs> in, a green, <laughs> in a green new deal truck nuts will be illegal i want to be very clear about that, that was, i'm very proud that aoc and senator merkley included that in the yeah, green new deal resolution rolling coal will be punishable by the hague actually when you roll coal that's the one time you get to put balls on your truck because we snip you and put your balls on your truck <laughs> literally that's what happens um <laughs> also, you can have an electric truck. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> these, yeah, these people literally can't have an electric truck. <laughs> they will, their manhood couldn't take it. Their fragile masculinity would shrivel and die like their tiny truck nuts. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, guys, let's keep going. Um, to make matters worse, with their elimination of fossil fuels and nuclear energy. You won't even be able to charge your electric vehicle unless it's sunny or windy outside. That's how green energy works. That's how it's always worked. Rivers don't run unless it's sunny or windy, okay? The wind only blows. You can't store electricity, you fucking idiot. Don't fuck, God damn it! you fuck. You don't understand also, anything. Fuck. Again, literally, the line in the song is Oklahoma. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plane. It's the fourth word. It's the fourth word in the state song. It's actually the third, the third word. No, it's not. Oklahoma, where the oh, wind. That's, that's, that's four. Right. God damn it, Parker. I, I, I'm assuming it was another sentence. I'm Get out of the Muskogee garage champagne man <laughs> <laughs> I, I am sitting in a cesspool now but i also think that for for real that they a hundred percent believe either you have some big type of rotating windmill on the back of your truck or actually like a sail like i think is believing is happening right now when it comes to powering your vehicle 
Um, uh, that would actually be kind of cool. Like his brain would trucks. explode. If you told him you had to plug it into the wall. <laughs> no fucking way. All right, keep going. If you enjoy affordable uh, energy powered by an quote unquote all of the above energy policy that includes oil, natural gas, coal, and nuclear, you will not be able to keep low energy bills. Cost for energy will skyrocket and reliability will plummet, which is just like not true. If you have coal in your fucking energy mix right now, your prices are higher than if you do not have coal. Full yeah, I stop. Think, I think wind and solar <laughs> both just are like have or are near passing efficiency outputs. They they like have already passed the efficiency out- outputs. Gas. I think natural um, gas is the only one that's still ahead of them. That's literally right available. now, right now in China, because electricity production is cheaper, electric cars are overtaking, have started, like uh, electric cars have started getting purchased at the, there's been the inflection point where like oil powered cars, gasoline powered cars will stop being a thing on the market just well, because is a, it is cheaper is to get it from the had. electricity grid. This is a complaint like, I've had with this line of thinking for a long time. Even under like capitalist terms, you should want to like invest in green energy because you want to be the leader in that market when it and, becomes a global necessity. Well, and also even before you talk about wanting to be a leader in the market and it being a global necessity, the input is so much lower on a per unit scale, like you build the wind farm and you get the wind, you build the wind farm once and you maintain it. You don't have to drill new holes. You don't have to figure out the best place for the, you don't have to figure out where the dead dinosaur juice is on five miles underground. You don't have to figure out how to get the dead dinosaur juice to another building where you burn it and then get it from that building where you're burning it to a place. You just build the wind towers once and then you hook them up to the grid. That's literally it. There's one step compared to the like five you have to take for oil it is so much cheaper See, in terms carl, of input carl, um, I think and that's the thing it's literally economically better i think you're missing a fundamental part of this and it is that um the people who want to be number one in this dying industry just care about being number one they i don't yeah. think that they have the, the 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 brain power to think beyond that one step of well we just want to be the best um it don't matter on what it's in so We'll keep it going. Let's 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 keep moving because we got some big paragraphs to go. Oh yeah! If you are part of the agriculture industry, regulations surrounding tractors and ranching will crush your family business. Over ninety percent of farming and ranching in the country is owned by Monsanto and corporations of comparable size. There's literally no family fucking farms, and they're all dying because they can't compete economically. Like that's a myth that that exists. Um, if their plan doesn't completely eliminate meat from your diet, you'll be paying substantially more for it as an imported luxury. Like, right. fuck you. Like, okay, cool, fine, fuck they're off. Coming for your, they're coming for your steaks, too. <laughs> this, the Don't ocean is coming for our fucking land, okay? Let's give up steak. <laughs> Hold up, does this mean that we can't grill with good, honest propane and we'd have to use disgusting charcoal to, to grill out? No, you'd have to use an electric grill. Only induction oh grills. No, the worst. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> so just not um, Hank Hill approved. Hank Hill, known opponent of the Green New Deal. Hank Hill, bad take. That's going to be a yikes for me, dog. Hank Hill, you're canceled. <laughs> Actually, please, please bring back Hank Hill. I miss him. Um, and this is just the quote-unquote environmental part of their plan, not the radical economic takeover. While the defenders of this socialist utopia are not concerned with the cost, you should be. 
One reliable estimate shows the Green New Deal will cost $93 trillion over 10 years. Put another way, that's $600,000 per household. It is unclear how the Democrats expect to pay for this, but it's clear they will have to raise your taxes substantially to do so. After well, all, yes, Jim and Huff, they will have to raise your taxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, says the uh, man who has supported the military industrial complex and the largest military budget on the planet for the last his entire also, term. One of the most committed people to dumping subsidies into the oil industry in the <laughs> fucking world. So into dumping that shit. Just love spending money on an industry that already makes ungodly amounts of money anyways. Like, he loves doing that. Also, um, how much will, uh, like, Miami being end- underwater cost? How much is that going to cost us? How much does the end of the habitability of the planet cost? Is yeah. there a number on the death of human species? Like, is there a, is that a, is there a price for that? Senator, of course, of course there is. Of course there is for him. Yeah, he's like got the number memorized. Yeah, the numbers is how much he gets from oil companies uh, every year. That's his number. <laughs> um, after all, Representative Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, DNY, the author of the Green New Deal resolution, has only suggested raising taxes on the very wealthy. But we already know that won't be enough. Which again, who cares? Like, do you want to be able to live? And the answer is he doesn't. He's going to die soon. There'll be a small private plane crash that he's in. It will be tragic. It'll suck. Oh no! In Huff's um, uh, Senate abbreviation is DNR. <laughs> 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 he re- he just really likes coop. Actually, that's why I said it. Uh. <laughs> Maybe that's why the Democrats ducked the vote this week on the Green New Deal. Rather than being willing to take a stand to be on the record for or against this radical policy, they merely voted present so they don't have to face the reality that broad majorities of the American people recognize their plan to turn this country into a socialist fantasy. Number one, you already put that line on Twitter, old bitch. Number two, (laughs) old bitch. He's quote tweeting himself in the article. (laughs) I do that. I, I will say he is right. The Democrats are fucking cowards for voting present, but not just outright voting against the Green New Deal if they were going to vote present just so that it tanks. Like, fuck you. If you're not going to support this shit, come out and say it so we can all vote you out of office. Yeah. And also, and the reason they all voted present, they all agreed to vote and they all agreed to vote present so that it wouldn't be on their records for the um, uh, primary. Exactly. Because it would have basically been Warren and Bernie that voted yes for it, and Kamala Harris would have been like, "Where do I get to shoot a dog in this, though?" Yeah, um, and it's, it's because they—it's because exactly opposite of what Jim Inhofe says. People do support ending climate change, trying to stop climate change. Yeah, people support ending climate change, especially when ending climate change means you have economic security, means you get to work a job that you feel is important, means, means that your kids have economic security. Giant bubbles to hide the one percent in, while the rest of us bang on the gates while the floodwaters rush in around us. <laughs> and just like, just fucking, honestly, Jim Inhofe, like, I, nobody should hurt you or anything. Just get your fucking coronary from all the steaks you eat already and get the fuck out of politics in this world. You were probably personally more responsible in writing this kind of shit for what will be the, the death of the human species than any other individual in the world. And, and you know, just fuck you. Jim Inhofe canceled. Um, but before we can fully cancel him. Sunday's canceled, but definitely Jim Inhofe. <laughs> before we can fully cancel him. We gotta hit the we gotta hit the classic. The classic. Cause you can't write this article without this quote. But 
As Margaret Thatcher correctly noted, oh, the problem with like socialism is that you eventually run out of <laughs> other people's money. Can't even finish this. They only know how to write one type of article. They literally know how to. <laughs> they know three it's... quotes. They know three <laughs> quotes at all, and that's it. Like never ask them to source anything. They'd have to quit newspaper writing. <laughs> like uh, on, uh, you know the like thing of like you walk by business college and you see a professor writing like profit equals revenue minus costs, and all the students are like looking at it like it's the most brilliant thing ever. That is the concern. The problem with socialism is you run out of other people's money. Is the conservative politicians' version of that? They this read that is, and they're like, "Holy shit!" He thinks this is like a fucking mic drop moment for him. So yeah. <laughs> Instead of this played out like, actually, Margaret Thatcher, the one problem with being on your grave is I run out of piss eventually. <laughs> um, Indeed. Capitalism, freedom. Bathroom. It is a gender-neutral bathroom. Um, <laughs> one of the few in Britain, actually. Um, <laughs> capitalism, freedom, and innovation have raised more people out of poverty and solved more of the world's problems than government ever has. I mean, like, technological progress has, I guess, but not the distribution of it. <laughs> Like, literally, the biggest change in the economy in the past, like, 30 years is the internet, and that was exclusively government-funded. Like, literally, no private money was involved in that. It was exclusively the government. And I mean, all the jo- private money in it is Jonas, just, like, Jonas what if we have— made polio, like, available to everyone for free. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> all the I mean, space the, yeah, shit we have and, and satellites and shit comes from, like, um, uh, the government researching how to more effectively nuke the Russians. Um <laughs> Um, just none of what, what actual like innovation from the market exists. That's not like, what if we dumped a bunch of money into passing legislation? That means we don't get taxed. Like that's the innovation. If that's innovation, I don't want it. (laughs) I'm going to be straight up honest with you. (laughs) Um, case in point, I'd like to say this is a really good way to end an article bringing up something entirely new in the last paragraph (laughs) after your mic drop quote. (laughs) Amazing writing. Case in point, the Use It Act, legislation that would promote private sector solutions for carbon use. We just had a hearing on this. Yeah, I I love love it. I just came my pants for private sector solutions for carbon use. Just fucking... Paint our logo green. Honestly, if we had real pricing for carbon, that'd be super tight because it would be so expensive if you priced in the environmental cost that it could never be used again. Of course, in that sense, sure, maybe it could work. But Jim Inhofe will say, oh, actually, you can't tax carbon output. Oh, that's a crime. It goes in the air. Cool. Um, Plants breathe it in. How do we tax the plants? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Fat tax of $600,000 for every plant in America. (laughs) (laughs) We just had a... That's the next civil war. Thank you. (laughs) We just had a hearing on this in the Environment and Public Works Committee, solidifying the fact that we will continue to use fossil fuels well into the future. Just kill them all dead. Kill them all dead. I'm going to die in five years. Kill everybody. Kill all my children. Kill everybody I've ever loved. Kill, kill every animal I've ever seen. It's cute. Kill every animal that I've, I've seen. It's cute and like punched because I, I'm a soulless ghoul. You know, I that's, like it. He, he wants to see the end of the world before he dies. And that's about a couple years away. So he's got to move quick. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got to be fast about it. 
He, um, well, he is a fundamentalist Christian, so he probably wants to see the biblical apocalypse <laughs> take place. Yeah, no, and then he's going to call the climate apocalypse the biblical apocalypse, except he's not going to get I made it happen. <laughs> I finish it I out. brought forth the horseman. Let's keep the innovation engine of Oklahoma and America moving, not ground to a halt by old-fashioned climate alarmism. Old-fashioned. Jim Inhofe. Jim Inhofe, come on the show. You're canceled. <laughs> As al- actually, do come on the show. <laughs> As always, guys, our Twitter is at Red Star Over Oklahoma. Okay, we have also have a Facebook page and a subreddit. You can listen on SoundCloud and iTunes, as well as most other places podcasts are found. Any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns can be sent to our email at Red Star Over Okay. Uh, no, sorry, that's Red Star Over Okay at gmail.com. Please tell your friends and rate and review on iTunes. Thanks. Have a nice week.